everyone, and welcome back to the Right Now Workshop podcast. This is episode four, Planning for Success. Now, I want you to keep in mind that it is December 21st, 2017, as I'm recording this. So I am in the midst of planning for a brand new year. No matter when you're listening to this, though, I want you to remember that you can hit the restart button and restart your planning anytime. So if things get out of control, something happens that you didn't expect, everything gets totally out of whack and you're feeling frustrated, like this is not working and I don't know what to do, just stop and you can start over again. So this episode is going to help you whether you're planning a new year or just having to hit the restart button and try again. Now keep in mind that goals and dreams and New Year's resolutions are only different because of how we think of them. So for instance, if we think of dreams as someday events, someday I'm going to go to Scotland and live in a castle then that might be something that in your mind you've already decided it'll probably never happen and you're not planning for it and you're trying you're not trying to make it happen it's just this fun lovely thing that's in your head that you're not really going to do anything about now some people feel that that's what new year's resolutions turn into for them and they can but um If you think of New Year's resolutions as something that everybody gives up on their New Year's resolutions by February or March, or I've never been able to get to my New Year's resolutions all the way through to the end of the year, then you probably are already starting in a place of either not feeling fully committed or not even believing that it's going to happen which in a way inside your brain, it's going to be the same effect as not really being fully committed. So I'm going to have you write down all of your goals for the next period of your life, whether that's a year or six months or one month. I'm going to talk about it in in the context of one year. So what I want you to do is I want you to start a master goals list and you're going to put everything on it that you have been thinking about doing, everything that you've been wanting to do, all the books and all the editing and all the book covers and all the short stories and all the events and all the conferences and everything that you can think of it that you think that you might want to do in the next year. I want you to write it all down on a piece of paper. Now, it's probably going to take you a couple of days in order to get everything out of your head because, you know, we don't carry 100% of all of our thoughts inside the, the front of our brains all the time. We would not be able to focus on anything. So give yourself a couple of days, write down all of the goals that you can think of. Then also be sure to include all of the parts of your daily life that need to also be accomplished this year. So if you have kids, there's going to be school events, there's going to be school holidays when maybe you are having to interrupt your normal work life, whether it's at a day job plus writing in the evenings, or if your day job is your writing at home. Um, It seems like school holidays always kind of interrupt the flow of what was going on before because the kids have to be... um, taken care of in some place or somewhere or, or, you know, maybe by you. So, um, keep in mind all of the school events, school holidays, family vacations, uh, conferences that you might want to go to conferences that maybe a spouse or somebody is going to maybe a school competition that one of your kids might have an opportunity to go to. You want to get everything down so that you're not constantly surprised by, oh yeah, I know that that school event is happening and it's the weekend before I was supposed to be leaving on a conference and can we really do these two things two weekends in a row and now it's two months before and somebody's going to have to give up something. But if you were 
able to get everything down on paper before, you can start planning for all these things. And if, you know, you're not going to be able to do every single thing that you want to do, not unless you are much more controlled than me and you have a short list. <laughs> My list is always enough for two or three years worth of work, which leads to the next point. After you've gotten everything written down, then you're going to look over your list and make a mark, a star or something next to the items that are real priorities for you for this year. Or in the case of some of those school and family events, um, things that are absolutely happening and there's nothing that is going to keep it from happening. Um, you want to know for sure what is the 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 definite things that are happening this year and the priorities for what you want to plan to ha to make happen this year. Okay. Now you might find now if you're at all like me and your list is long, that you've got a lot of things that actually are going to have to be moved to the next year. Or a lot of times I'll take two or three of the ones that I really wish I had time to do this year. But honestly, I, I can't imagine being able to make more time in the day to make uh, these, these extra things happen as well. And I'll put them kind of at the bottom of my goals list, like the extra credit section. <laughs> so if you get all of your goals done, then these would be the next one or two or three things that you would work on if it, say, were, you know, the first of December and you'd actually accomplished everything, which that would be enough to make me just want to go on a vacation and celebrate. But and yet here we are working <laughs> because we love our work. Um, it should be called something else, shouldn't it? If you love your work this much that you always want to do it. Anyway, so now you've got this list, you've prioritized what you really, really want to get done in the next month, or sorry, the next year is the way, the way that I'm going to talk about it, but you can make this work for any period of time. Um, now you've got maybe two or three things at the bottom of the list that's the just in case I was able to accomplish everything else. Um, I'll have these things also for my next year's list. And then all these other things will have to go on to the following year's list. Or, you know, things change and it's totally fine. This is not written in stone or anything. Nobody's holding your hands to the fire on this. You're going to make goals that are the best that you can imagine for what you think will probably happen in the next 12 months. I mean, none of us are mind readers and we don't know the future. So we're going to do the best we can. And at any time we can stop and readjust, say somebody gets sick or somebody gets some amazing opportunity, or you suddenly find out that you're moving, you know, when you didn't think that you were going to be moving this year. Um, any of those things will make a big difference in how much of your previously planned time you thought you had. Okay, so now you've got your master list and you've got your secondary list that is the things that you'll probably have to put off until the next year. So now what you're going to do is break down the items on your master list into smaller pieces. So for instance, if your master list includes um, finish the last two books of the trilogy, then you need to figure out like exactly what is going to need to be done. Obviously, it's going to be some editing or some writing, some editing, some sending out to editors, uh, cover design, um, marketing, um, just, you know, a whole bunch of different items that all take a different amount of time and need to be done at a different point in the process. So we we're breaking them down so we can figure out what specifically needs to be done in January. Well, let's say in January, you start the year, you're first draft of the second book in the trilogy is three quarters of the way done. So let's say January's goal is finish the first draft and you'll put a little sticky note on the, on, you know, the end of January, January 31st. 
finish first draft. And that will be your goal to finish out through the month. We're going to take those master goal list goals and you're break, breaking them down into smaller pieces so that you can start trying to figure out what all needs to be done by the end of each quarter or each month, depending on how you like to plan out your schedule. And then also, if you like to break it down further, what exactly I need to get done this week before I go to bed on Saturday night or Sunday night or whatever, This these were my goals to finish this week in order to stay on track for the deadline that I had created for myself. Okay, you're going to try to do that with everything, even reading goals. You know, some people have reading goals of reading, you know, six books a year or 24 books a year or 100 books in a year. Well, if you're going to write, sorry, if you're going to read, can you imagine writing 100 books? If you're going to read 100 books in a year, then that is pretty much a book every three days, more or less, depending on how you schedule your reading time. So you would have to kind of break down how much you And see, I want you to not get too worried about the fact that you're super over planning because a lot of times what you're doing is you're making time for things that you just want to do. So it's not like you're super over planning all this work that needs to be done. I mean, if my goal was to read 24 books in a year, which often that is um, a goal for me, um, sometimes it's closer to 12, sometimes it's closer to 30, then I'm thinking to myself, so every two weeks or so, I'll have made enough time for me to have read through an entire book that I wanted to read. So this is this is fun. This is not work. <laughs> I want you to keep that in mind only because it'll help your brain to want to make some of these plans. So you're, you're planning to have some of this fun time. And with your writing and your cover design, I mean, part of what you're doing is you're trying to keep yourself from being totally overwhelmed at some sort of last minute thing where it never occurred to you that if you were to... You know, write the cover designer that you used last year and say, hey, I need a cover next month. Maybe it would have not occurred to you that he or she would be too busy to get you a cover by next month. And now your production schedule's off, your publishing schedule's off, you're feeling frustrated. So planning is to help you to have more time, know how much time things really take, and to also really limit the amount of frustration and overwhelm. So those are the really, really good things about planning. Okay, so now you've broken things down into pieces. Depending on how you like to use a calendar, whether it's an electronic calendar, a paper one, a laminated one on the wall that's the write-on and wipe-off, whatever kind best works for you, um, the way that I suggest people do it is that they use colored sticky notes to put all of these pieces of their goals and their deadlines on their calendar because colored sticky notes allow you to move things without freaking out about, oh my gosh, now I've crossed off, you know, finished book January 31st and I had to move it to February 15th because something happened in my life or whatever. And now it's not done. And then you always see that scribbled out bit on January 31st. And it's just proof of how you can't make a deadline. And it just makes you upset with yourself. And why can't you just do what you tell yourself to do? Okay. Am I just talking about me? (laughs) Maybe. But if you're at all like that, the scribbled out bits on your calendar, they are not helping you to be less frustrated. So I have found that sticky notes are a free and clear way of moving a deadline from one place to another without having any bad feelings at all. I mean, you know, maybe for a minute when I'm moving it and I'm going, ugh you know what, I just should not have gone on that vacation or, you know, you don't want to tell yourself that. But that is what we tell ourselves. 
And what I want to do is help you to have fewer of those moments. Okay, so you're going to take all of these pieces of your projects and put them on sticky notes. And I color code mine. So say um, yellow ones are uh, writing related deadlines and maybe green ones are, I, I'll, I'll call it maybe communication, meaning um, blog posts that need to be put up, anything like that. Maybe pink is marketing, etc. Okay. So that you have an idea too by looking at your calendar at a glance, you have a pretty good idea of whether or not this is a big writing month, if it's a big marketing month, if this is kind of more of a mixed month, uh, whether or not you have um, two or three things piled up on top of each other. If you had like four things on February 15th, then once you put it down, you know, it's still December or January, once you put it down and you see all those sticky notes kind of piled up in one area, you might be thinking, okay, what can I move so that I don't have three or four things that I'm telling myself I want all these things done by the same day because again that can be um, not a disaster I mean it, it can be you really need to watch you know the words that you use when you're telling yourself this is what happened uh, basically it's um, really more poor planning to have four or five deadlines on the same day particularly when it's something that you could work around um, obviously if somebody calls and says, um, you need to come into the school for a parent-teacher conference tomorrow because, you know, Jimmy hit Sally or something, um, that you can't plan for that. <laughs> but I'm talking about things you can plan for. So again, this is all about kind of controlling the situations that we can control so that we have the least amount of frustration, the least amount of overwhelm, which frees up so much more energy that we can use for our creative pursuits. And we'll find out how long it really takes us to get things done. I mean, you may find that um, perhaps you think that when your kids are in high school, you'll have more time, and it turns out you don't, and you learn that the first year someone's in high school. Or maybe you think that you're going to be totally involved in every single way all the way through, you know, your kids, at least their freshman year of college, and you find out that by their sophomore year of high school, they just are totally busy doing their own thing and you have more time than you thought. So these are the th sorts of things, you know, that could help you to figure out how how long it takes you to do something may change over time. Now, I'm not a parent, but I know most people probably are. So I'm bringing up some of these examples because they seem to be the most common ones that I hear. Um, things that have to do around kids and, and um, the events that are in their lives and just the things that have to be taken care of for them. But this could have to do with anything. Like, say you think you're going to have more writing time when your husband retires, and it turns out, all he wants to do is play and you're his best friend. So he wants you to play and you have less writing time. I, I had a student in one of my classes, you know, ask for a solution to that problem. Um, it's a, it's a good problem, you know, that people love you and want to spend time with you. But then what do you do when you're like, okay, you're not working, but I am. And we have to find a way for us to not be arguing about the fact that I actually want to do my work. So all these things are going to help. Um, be sure to make kind of a legend if you use colored sticky notes so that you know, you know, pink means this, green means that, etc. like that. And then also, very important, track your accomplishments. There's a couple of things that will help here. Now, in uh, last week's teaching episode, I talked about your done journal. And this is pretty much exactly everything about that last week's episode, which was episode number one. 
um, has to do with this portion, track your accomplishments. If you create a, a journal where you're writing down everything that you've accomplished every day, then it's proof to the IRS that you're not a hobbyist. You're actually are pursuing a career as a writer, which will help your tax person to um, to do you know your end of your taxes and stuff, and know how much you know you can deduct for various things going on in your writing life. Um, but it will also help you to figure out how much time did it actually take me. Like I plan to do X, Y, and Z, and then how much did I actually get done by the end of a year? And is it did I get more or less done? Most of us, we overplan and find that we don't have time to do everything. So I tend to never really have accomplished all the goals on my list. But I also feel, and I read this in, um, in some psychology or neurology or something article, that um, having a lot of plans, like more goals than you can probably accomplish, not a ton more, but just a few more than you can accomplish, probably does actually push you to try to accomplish more and you do probably get more done in a year than if you had planned fewer goals. It depends totally on your personality, what's going on in your life. So, you know, it's not 100% of a, of a solution for every single person. But when you track your accomplishments, it'll help you to know how long things took and it'll help you to plan the following year better. So I really, really don't want you to look back on the last year and only have negative feelings and thoughts about how you didn't get done nearly what you wanted to. It's really important that you look at why and how things worked out the way that they did so that you can plan more accurately for the following year and then finish that year feeling much better, much more positive about all of your accomplishments and um, much more positive about knowing what you really can accomplish under a certain set of circumstances. And our lives change every year, so the circumstances, of course, change. But it's still, it's a much better planning tool than, than guesstimating. <laughs> now, what this leads to, in my mind, is planning your rewards. It's really important from the standpoint of you know, like neurology and trying to get your brain to do what you want it to do, which um, like so many other systems in, in societal uh, areas, Positive reinforcement is huge and it really helps your brain if you actively tell yourself that was exactly what I wanted to get done and I got it done. Yay, me. So if you have a cheerleader in your life who can give you a high five every day that you make your writing goal, yay, or um, or it says, well, try again tomorrow if you didn't make your writing goal or you maybe didn't write at all or whatever. You don't want somebody who's going to beat you up unless... You might have that personality that getting kicked in the butt actually helps you way more. So look at your own personality. Find the right kind of cheerleader for you. Stay away from the wrong kind of cheerleader or the, the kind of person who maybe is just not a cheerleader at all, or at least just don't talk about your writing with those people. Um, but planning your rewards. If you say that when I finish the first draft of my book, I am going to um, go out to dinner. Maybe it's the first draft of your first book. You should definitely do something awesome like go out to dinner. Maybe uh, every writing day or the end of each week, you'll tell yourself, okay, I just need somebody so I can tell I did this accomplishment and they can say, yay, you, um, so that you can just feel like, yes, okay, I did it and I'm going to do it again next week. Because I did it this week, I know I can do it next week. You know what I mean? 
And then you also, I think I mentioned this possibly last week, uh, you just don't want to wait, you know, a year or seven years uh, to celebrate getting a book out when there are all those little mini milestones in between. So decide what you're going to do. Maybe it will be your favorite kind of beverage that you'll have at all of these particular points along the journey. Maybe it's going out to dinner or a movie or something. And it's not just going out to dinner. It's going out to dinner and saying, this dinner is to celebrate me finishing the first draft of my book. The same way that when you go out to dinner and it's somebody's birthday, you don't just go out to dinner. You go out to dinner and you're like, yay, it's your birthday, happy birthday. Like, let's make sure you get a special dessert. Like you're actively planning that particular moment to be a celebration of something. Does that make sense? This is going to help you. I promise it will. Okay, so you've got your lists or you're starting them. You know how to move things from this year's list to next year's list. You've started breaking things down into pieces and then plotting out those pieces on your calendar, possibly with colored sticky notes so that you can move them without feeling um, stuck with the fact that you wrote things in pen. You're tracking your accomplishments so that you can figure out over short and long periods of time how long it takes you to do things. And you are celebrating and rewarding yourself for your successes. This is going to be a great year for us. I just know it. And I think that this is going to help you. So I look forward to hearing whether or not you find the beginning of your new planning stage is going smoother. I hope you all have a great week and we'll talk to you later. 